Hey, Jason Flavin here, and one of the names they've given me over the years is Webinar King. And it's a fantastic title. I certainly feel like I deserve it with the accomplishments that I have achieved with webinars and the people that I've impacted, both the consumers on those webinars as well as other businesses that have modeled those. And as such, I get all kinds of webinar questions. The number one webinar question I probably get more than any other question is, Jason, how long should a webinar be? And I got the answer for you in this video. Now, what's interesting is it's the wrong question, but we don't know the right questions to ask until we get in and start you know, digging around and figuring out what matters and what doesn't really matter. So the length of the webinar really ultimately doesn't matter that much. But the reason why people ask it is because it's a, it's a quantitative question. It has a simple answer. It seems to have a simple answer. Supposedly, I could just give you a number or a number range, and that'd be the end of it. The qualitative questions are more abstract in nature. So the real question to ask on a webinar, if you're not sure, the, ver the first most important question that you'd want the answer to isn't linked. It's how quickly can I create a paradigm shift? Ooh. Well, what is a paradigm shift and why is it important? Let me tell you, first of all, a little bit about the why paradigm shifts are important. Einstein has a quote that goes along these lines. He says, you can't solve a problem with the same consciousness which created it in the first place. And so ultimately, almost every single webinar is designed to allow somebody to unlimit a belief, to be empowered to change an outcome that currently they're struggling to change. And I could say that a hundred different ways, and it would sound so good. And I, I, I urge you to consider all the different ways and what, what you do when you give somebody that insight, that aha moment, that shift in consciousness. So they can get out of the consciousness that limits them and put them in the state of consciousness that empowers them. There's always a limiting belief, at least one, usually one major one, and maybe a couple other minor ones that is holding somebody back, including you, including me, from being that thing that we want to be. So, you know, an example for years when I struggled with my diet, the thing that was always holding me back was that it was way too hard uh, to eat properly. And the realization is once I paid the price for not eating properly, I realized that was harder. The shorter, in the short term, it was a little bit easier. In the long term, it was a lot harder. And it took some things in place for me to have that aha moment. Uh, now, some people get that because they almost die. I don't recommend, and you can't engineer a webinar situation where you put somebody in a near-death experience, pull them back and saying, okay, now you see what it's like. Now go buy my product. If you did, you'd close the lights out. Uh, so instead, we have to use some other strategies. Now, with that said, this is why a webinar is typically 60 to 90 minutes. So most people, when they hear that, they say 60 to 90 minutes, Jason, that's a long time. And I, I feel the opposite. I say only 60 minutes to, to create a paradigm shift? That is economical. That is efficient. It probably should take a lot longer than that. And it does if you don't have the expertise involved or the framework or the strategies involved in order to accomplish that. Uh, so when you think about it, if I need to do a paradigm shift, 60 minutes is incredibly fast. Oftentimes it's not enough. 90 minutes is, it's okay. Somewhere it usually lands in between. That is the formal, uh, the formal portion of the webinar. We'll talk more about the informal portion of the webinar, which in my opinion is even more important here in a little bit. Um, but let's be clear with each other. Longer is not better. However, I would rather you err on trying to give more insight instead of less insight. So I prefer you err on the side of going too long as opposed to being too short. There's a cost to one 
that's greater than the cost to the other. Uh, now, I said insight here. I didn't say education, because if you go too long and you give too many people too many things to do, that is not insightful. That is confusing. So we seek empowerment and aha moments through insights. And I'll talk more about that here in a bit, too. But better to have the better to lean on too much as opposed to too little. Uh, if you are interesting and if what you're talking about is interesting, then what's the harm of going a little longer than what most people are ready to go or what most people think you should go? As long as you can keep people interested and engaged and continually give them little things like, oh, now that I understand that, yeah, maybe it can be a little bit different. If you can keep that going on, it's hard to go too long. I mean, most people go to the movies for 120 minutes to watch another Marvel thing, which is the same cookie cutter thing over and over again in the MCU. They'll go and watch five or six of those things. They'll spend 12 hours in a theater just to be marginally entertained because of the predictability uh, of those types of films. And they're some of the biggest films in the world. So if people are willing to invest two hours in entertainment, then the things that really challenge them and trouble them the most, of course, they'll spend two hours, provided it is interesting, engaging, and potentially revolutionary. So if it's engaging, keep going. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't close before then. So if we do the webinars that we sell product on, which is typically what I do, because uh, it's hard to change somebody if they don't put some money on it, then you can make the first offer to say yes to what you're putting out there within 60, 70, 80 minutes, but you don't have to stop there. It's not like a seminar where they say, okay, you're the first speaker on stage, you get 90 minutes, good luck, or 70 minutes, or 45 minutes, or however many minutes. Um, you are not confined by the normal issues of speaking and education and presentation. You are pretty much undefined. You can do whatever you want. As long as it's interesting, engaging, and helpful, I say keep going, provided you have the energy. The, the, uh, the thing to this that I always ask clients, and this is not a popular question, and it doesn't get a lot of people excited, but it, it could make them a lot of money if they would just allow themselves to try it. The real question is, how long are you willing to serve? Hmm. So what happens when you're done with the slides or when you've ran out of formal presentation and content, which is usually, like I say, 75 to 90 minutes into a presentation if you're doing it right? That's when the real webinar begins, in my opinion. That's the most important part is how long are you willing to hang out if you have an audience and if they're live and they're asking you questions and they seem eager to try to make a change. So you're not just pushing it down their throat or they're not just asking questions to ask questions. If you see some possibility to serve, how long would you do that for? This is why my average webinar probably goes about four hours. I've done six hours, I've done eight hours, I've done 10 hours, I've done 12 hours. My longest webinar was 14 hours. Uh, but I hate ending a webinar two hours in because it means the audience wasn't there. I either didn't bring enough people on the audience, I didn't bring the right audience, the audience wasn't engaged. Either it was something that I did wrong or something that they did wrong. Two-hour webinars suck because I know that I should have been going three or four hours if I did it better or if I had attracted the right type of audience. So. To understand that, you have to understand who your, your webinar is really for. There are two types of audiences out there. Uh, Four-fifths of any audience is in the not-quite-ready mindset. They're dabbling, they're flirting, they're hobbying, or they're just, they're just 
unfortunately, they don't have enough life experience or, you know, it's hard for like a 20-something-year-old kid to have $2,000 uh, in savings to make a serious investment for a serious solution. Um, that's four-fifths of your audience, believe it or not. They're just not in a mindset yet where they need the type of value that can be completely life-changing for them. Uh, they can make it up with sweat, trial, and error um, in their own experience. It's the most expensive way to do it. Um, but from a money perspective, I guess they might save a little bit of money some of the times. So four-fifths of your audience isn't quite there yet. You make the webinar for the one-fifth of the audience. That 20% of the audience that will produce 80% of its result. So any type of audience makeup, only one-fifth of that audience will produce four-fifths of the results, the success stories, the achievements, the growths, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a mathematical principle. It's the law of vital few. The same law applies to the economic propensity. One-fifth of the audience will spend four-fifths of its dollars. So if they are if they, they are often almost always the same audience. So they'll spend four times as much and they'll have a four times higher likelihood of success. Who do we bet on? Who do we go at? Who do we try to serve? We serve that audience. We serve that crucial one-fifth that gets four-fifths of the results and is willing to spend four-fifths four of the money in order to invest in themselves to get those results. And that is, that is who we want to go the extra mile for. I won't go the extra mile for the person that is, is all, you know, big hat, no cattle kind of a deal, right? Or that person that is just stuck in, I'm not quite ready to try anything yet. And I've had those at seminars. People hunt me down and they ask me a question. I give them an answer. They ask me another question. I give them an answer. And then I finally says, listen, do you want answers or do you want results? And oftentimes they're not ready for results yet. They're just not at that state yet. And I'm not going to force them. I gave up on that. I lose that every single time. So we want to invest in those that are capable and ready. And that's how we can get massive results with small audiences, with small ad spends, uh, with small staffs, uh, even with small products in the, in the sense of the laser focus isn't on let's give everything to everybody. We're not selling encyclopedias out here. We're selling the most specific prescription with the most specific dosage for the problem that these people face. And that's why webinars are at least 60 minutes most of the time, usually 75 minutes. And my style of webinar and the ones that I teach is we go either till people are done or until you're out of energy, whatever comes first. And that's, the, that's kind of the ballpark. Now, if you do that for a while, I did that for a year. For one year, I just said, I'm gonna serve anybody and everybody I could that was on my webinar. I did it mainly because it felt good, because I felt like I was of service, and I was making more money by doing it. What I didn't realize is I was putting in the reps. I was really learning techniques of communication through spending a thousand plus hours live on webinars dealing with one person, three people, five people, nine people, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. And that's when I really understood how to create those paradigm shifts and those aha moments and those limitations and how to bypass them, how to dig under them, how to jump over them, how to run through them how to make uh, the possibilities greater than the excuses, those kind of things. I figured that out, not in a book, but in the field. And I was making money doing it. So earning and learning simultaneously. Now, here's the deal. You start where you can, and then you grow over time as it makes sense. So if, it's, if you haven't done any webinar, then a two-minute webinar is better than no webinar. If you did one webinar once and it was like 30 minutes, then do a 45-minute webinar. 
I couldn't imagine if somebody says, hey, I want you to do a four-hour webinar next week when I'd never done one, I would ever want to do it. So I started with the normal stuff. And then over time, I said, well, what if I did a little bit more? What if I did a little bit more? What if I did a little bit more? And then this is the result. So err on the side of giving too much insight as opposed to not enough insight. And you can always adjust it as you go along. There you go. The age-old question finally answered on how long should a webinar be. I'll see you in the next video.